Welcome to On the Record with White and Case. This is the podcast where we discuss life in big law, whether you're considering a career in big law, studying at law school, or already one of us. This podcast is where you can get to know our firm and our people. Expect tips and advice, insights into our work, and find out about what lawyers actually do all day. And in every episode, we'll go off the record with our guests for the lighter side of legal life. I'm Juliet Fernandez, and this is On the Record with White and Case. During this episode, I speak with New York associate Mila Owen and spotlight our Black Affinity Network. We'll also touch on our other affinity networks at White and Case, including our Asian Affinity Network, Alianza Affinity Network, our LGBTQ Spectrum Affinity Network, Middle Eastern Affinity Network, and our Women's Alliance. Super excited to have you on the podcast, Mila. How are you doing? Hi, Juliet. Um, I'm doing well. How are you? It's all good. It's a Monday today that we're recording, so great yep. week, great way to start off the week. Um, excited to have you here, kind of talk about your um, your career at White and Case thus far, and um, spotlight some of our um, affinity networks and kind of how you're a firm citizen at the firm, and talk about all that we have going on um, during Black History Month as well. Um, so I touched on it a little bit. You were a summer associate um, with us in 2017. How has that transition been from summer associate life to full-time associate? Um, yeah, I, well, I took a pretty typical path. I you know, recruited my 1L summer and then came back 2L summer as a summer associate and then came back full-time. Um, the firm you know, really sets everyone up with great kind of training and mentoring and um, and helps facilitate that kind of introduction into the firm. And it's also really great to start with 60 people that you already know. For sure. And I feel like a lot of your class is still here. It was my first summer at the firm as well. So I had no idea kind of what a big loss summer looked like. And then it's been really cool to kind of get to see you guys be, you know, second, third, fourth year associates at this point, fifth year, maybe this year. Um, so really cool to kind of follow along in that journey. Um, and i you're an associate in the IP group. So kind of what drew you to that practice area and kind of what's exciting about IP right now? So I have a STEM background, which is not necessary for IP for any law students listening, but um, I did a biology degree at undergrad. And so that's um, something that, you know, life science is something that I'm already interested in. And what I do right now is a lot of pharmaceutical IP litigation. Um and it's, it's really fun to kind of be learning things all the time. And I think that's true for disputes and litigation across the board. But certainly with IP, there's a lot of really complex technical information that we're dealing with. Um, um, and it's really a great feeling to kind of master a technical aspect of a case and be able to speak intelligently to our clients and, you know, the people that invented the technology or, um, or the pharmaceutical product. Um, about the really technical aspects. So that's something that's kind of an ongoing thing that I really enjoy. That's great. And I think, um, you know, just as you were touching on all of the different parts of it, going back to my question, like, obviously, everything's exciting about IP right now. There's so many different facets of it. Um, and more and more kind of law students knowing that they want to be on that path sooner rather than later. Um, so a great time kind of to be in the group and moving along with it. Um, I think a really great 
part of your journey and at White and Case thus far is that you're such a strong, firm citizen. Um, you are super involved with recruiting. You're involved in our affinity networks, um, our Black affinity networks, to be more specific. Um, so I'm excited to kind of deep dive on that and kind of spotlight what BAN is um, and what kind of our affinity networks look like at White and Case. So I think I'll start from the top and just kind of ask a generic question. What is the Black Affinity Network and what does it entail? The Black Affinity Network is one of several affinity groups at White and Case. Um, it's a global group, but it's also active regionally and in particular offices. So there's a lot going on. Um, the way I like to think of BAN and really of the affinity groups in general is kind of like a big open space um, for BAN. It's for you know, the black attorney, attorneys at the firm and allies because the group is really what we make of it. And it's really kind of very open. And the group itself. So you have a mix of partners and associates, business service staff. What does that structure look like, you know, on a day-to-day kind of basis or during meetings? Um, how frequently do you guys get to kind of interact together? Yeah, so the group has a business services chair, co-chair, a partner co-chair, an associate co-chair, that's me. Um, and we're kind of meeting and emailing and calling each other constantly. And then there are other roles within um, the, the network. There's a communications a person who's uh, currently like an associate in Miami and there's, you know, someone kind of um, on the recruiting side and there's, um, there's different kind of roles that people step into at different times uh, from among the membership in the network. Um, we have quarterly meetings, but we definitely meet a lot more frequently than that. Um, there's several different kind of things going on that meet regularly. There's mentoring circles, um, there's a regular check-in for first and second year associates. There's, um, a regular partner associate, um, like standing call. Um, so there's just, there's tons of different things. And I think, um, depending on how involved people want to be, there's, uh, there's a way to be talking to the other members of the network, uh, very, very often. And you mentioned kind of several check-ins, um, not just the quarterly meetings, which I'm also part of Alianza, which is our, you know, Hispanic affinity network. Um, and I try to join the quarterly meetings as much as I can. And those are just more general. There's so many different things going on. But why do you think it's so important to have those different check-ins? And I'm specifically interested to on the mentoring side of it, because I think there's so many different avenues of informal and formal mentoring that can happen. Um, so I think starting with my initial question, why do you think it's important to have those kind of uh, those regular check-ins? Yeah, I mean, a couple of re- reasons. From the mentoring perspective, I think, you know, mentoring relationships, I feel, are something, are things that kind of need to grow organically. But having structures in place helps to kind of facilitate those mentoring relationships happening. So maybe junior associates won't necessarily feel comfortable cold emailing a partner and saying, hey, will you be my mentor? But if they can participate in a mentoring program, then that's already like the partners that are interested in, in mentorship and um, kind of meeting that people that way. There's a lot of organic uh, mentoring relationships that kind of blossom from that. Um, and in terms of the other regular check-ins, I think it's important for people to kind of um, to participate to, together um, you know, whether it's like talking to uh, DNI representatives or it's talking to partners, 
in discussing, you know, whatever challenges and whatever triumphs um, they're experiencing at work, because a lot of the time people are experiencing the same things. Um, and so it's really helpful to hear other people's perspective. Um, and it's, you know, I think we just try and do it as many different ways as possible so that we're creating spaces that everyone can be comfortable participating in. If you don't want to raise whatever it is at the quarterly meeting with every single member of the network, you know, then there's this like first and second year America's meeting on Friday, right? Where you can maybe, um, maybe raise that if you're a junior associate. And why is that space, you know, to you, why is that necessary for, you know, black associates? What is that need from your perspective? Yeah. I mean, I think like stepping back and, you know, talking about affinity groups in general and diverse and um, diversity and inclusion in general, I think diversity and inclusion to me is really about creating a workplace that allows us to recruit and retain the best talent that's best prepared to meet the demands and challenges of, of what we're trying to do as a firm. Um, And I think it's, you know, all the affinity groups are really about creating that culture at the firm where there's, there's a space for everyone, right? So that, they can they can be here and they can they can do the work um and yeah I mean it's something I care about because for I mean for a lot of reasons but I think it's something we should all care about because this work is all about who's on your team it's very collaborative and I think ultimately we just want the best people for the job on the on the white and case team and so we're you know just trying to create a space for for that to be possible yeah um I think you know, especially today and day, I'm Hispanic, I'm Cuban, I'm Puerto Rican. And for so long, it wasn't kind of like a top of mind, you know, this is who I am, this is how I identify. And I think recently, just given everything that's going on between the pandemic and our BLM, you know, protests and the movement and what's going on, it's a lot easier for you to have that front of mind. And I think it's really great that there are spaces where, you know, just because you're at a law firm or in any other company, right? If you're having a bad day, you could be having a bad day for many reasons. Or if you're having a great day, you could be having a great day in many reasons. And I think, like you said, having that space to kind of just connect and connect with people that, you know, have similar backgrounds to you or have similar, you know, strifes or challenges or, you know, even celebrations is a great way to kind of keep people engaged. And like you said, this is a very collaborative and team kind of space. A law firm is, you're always working in a collaborative manner. Um, So I think that's really great. And you are the associate kind of liaison. So how did you get involved with being kind of in that leadership role? And what does that kind of look like for you over the years? Um, So I first uh, got involved in recruiting and I mean, I would love to say there's like a really intense formal selection process, but it was more just like a phone call <laughs> from Sheldon, the partner coach here, being like, hey, do you want to do this? Um, but that's very much the group. I mean, I think um, it's, you know, people are people are interested in contributing to it and everything is kind of like, you know, voluntary and we try and keep it as informal as possible. Um but yeah, I, I was the recruiting liaison for a while. Um, 
which, you know, again, it's just, it's something that's important to me and important to all of us because the next generation of lawyers that we're recruiting or that we're recruiting are like going to be working on our matters in a couple of years. Um, and so it's, it's really, really important. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just been fun to get involved in all the other things that the affinity network is, is working on now. And you mentioned um, Sheldon giving you that tap on the, the proverbial tap on the shoulder, but it was, you know, an informal phone call. How do you think being involved in the Black Affinity Network has helped you and your interactions with partners across the firm? Oh, um, wow. So much. Um, I mean, you know, starting with the network specifically, I think what has been the most rewarding for me and or the most rewarding outcome of being part of this network is really the relationships. I've, I, I have, and I know a lot of other people have formed really lasting friendships and mentoring relationships. Um, and, you know, those have made me really comfortable to kind of like reach out within the network. Um, and then I think it, you know, having those points of contact within the network with partners or, you know, with with uh, with people in the diversity and inclusion team, because they also have a certain visibility in kind of how the firm works. Um, you know, it just it creates this level of um, comfort and familiarity with the partnership in general or like the mechanics of the firm that sometimes can be a little bit mysterious when you first start as a junior associate and makes and helps to um, helps to, you know, facilitate um, the relationships outside of the network as well. And, you know, it's, I've, I've gotten as specific as, um, as, you know, have like sending a draft email to my, my band, uh, mentor, um, to say like, you know, what do you think of this to send to, you know, this partner asking about whatever. Um, so it's been, it's been super, super helpful for me. I think one of the biggest demystifying moments in your life and your career span is exactly what you just said, where you have those mentors that are just kind of your like first, second draft editors. And it doesn't matter how small or how big the email is, but having those people that just kind of help you succeed on such a small level that has such a big impact. Like you don't really think about, okay, this is an email and I know it's important. I need to send it, but that impact that they're having, helping you kind of fine tune how you're presenting yourself on a day-to-day level is just so integral and you need kind of those people to help you. I think when you have that kind of support system, it makes the day-to-day easier, right? It's a little bit less hard to do the smaller things that amount to really big things. So that's great to hear. Um, And I wanted to go back to your time as a summer associate as well, because One of the great things about our affinity networks is the fact that we give summer associates the opportunities to be part of the affinity networks, even before they're joining the firm as a summer um, kind of, I don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to ask you and then, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. But were you kind of involved with it your summer? And then how did that help your transition from law school to associate life? Yeah, so... um when law students accept their offers to um, come in summer at the firm, um, the recruiting team asked them if, uh, at that point if they would be interested in joining any particular affinity networks. Um, and I really encourage our incoming summers to, to sign up for that. 
Um, so then we get a list from recruiting, like, you know, these are the, the individuals who'd like to join your affinity network and we reach out to them before they start. Um, and we kind of do it two ways. We fold them into what it, whatever is already going on with Ben, our meetings or our events. And then we also try to schedule some summer associate specific events and summer associate specific mentoring. So there's a lot. Um, and it's definitely, um, I think it's, you know, it's really helpful um, to have just, you know, the, the, there's also the firm has across the board lots of different kind of like programs and events for summers, obviously, and mentoring and whatever else. And I think it's just another set of opportunities for you as a summer associate. And I think it's good to to participate in all these different things. And then you find, you know, where you land and, um, you know, the things that uh, that are really helpful to you and the things that you really enjoy participating in. And I know programming is one of the key key motives to keep people engaged what are some of the different programs or activities that you guys have you know throughout the year um not just specific to the summer but i get the emails and try to pop in when i can i think that there's a book club as well what are some of those ongoing programs um yeah we do have a lot um there is a book club um so i mean you know the programming i think again is like very member driven and i and if people come up with ideas and things that they'd like to do that they were usually pretty receptive um, to that. Um, we have a lot of social events. We have um, our mentoring uh, circles and mentoring events. We have educational events where we bring in speakers. We have events that we do with clients. Uh, we go to conferences. Um, we do recruiting events. Um, we've started to do some alumni events. Um, there's a ton going on and um, and, you know, definitely always open to, to hearing new suggestions from, from the members. Is there any one kind of program in the past few years that kind of sticks out to you as a standout moment? Yeah, there have been a lot of good ones. Um, I think my, my favorite, I mean, we have this welcome dinner for new associates in the fall in New York every year. And I think quite a few offices do this, but it's historically just always such a fun event um and yeah it was it was fun to do it again in person um in 2021 after having skipped it in 2020 all kind of fall associate activities are so fun it's just so great to welcome in a new class and see them again after you know their 3l years so i would tend to agree with you on that um so talking about the band as a whole, as a group, um, and, you know, the different participants in the group, allies come to mind. Um, and the fact that regardless of how you identify, you can, you know, be a member and support programming and attend meetings. Why are allies important? Um, because diversity and inclusion is really about everyone at the firm. Um, it's about creating a culture. And we can only do that by getting everyone's input and kind of by working um working together. So yeah, we have a a lot of really active members across the firm, regardless of how they identify. And that's an important part of the network. And um, to give you kind of a historical example from another network, um, the New York Women's Alliance, uh, when it first started, there were not a lot of partners who identified as women. And um, now there are, and that's, that's great. But at the time, there were a lot of partners who identified as men who played mentorship roles. 
in um, in the alliance or the network, as it was called at the time, I think. Um, and that continues now because um, because they played that role early on when allyship was so important to keep the network going. Um, so, yeah, super important. I think what you said rings true in terms of allies just helping keep an effort moving. Um, and when you have people that feel like a movement is just as important to them, um, those are the folks that really you can lean on just as much as those that you identify more closely with. Um, so I, I love what you said, and I think it's just so great. And it's great too, because you've, even though you've been at the firm for five years, and sometimes you like look at people that have been at the firm for 15, 20 years, and you're just like, my five years is nothing. But you're so involved in the firm, and you've been able to kind of see and grow along with it. So I think it's just, it's wonderful to hear from your perspective. Um, and you touched on too, you know, between the Women's Alliance and the Black Affinity Networks, um, we have the Spectrum Network, Asian Affinity Network, Alianza. How does how does everyone work together? Um, I know over the summer we have uh, a summer event where all of the Affinity Networks get together and we host a really fun kind of event. But putting the fun stuff behind, you know, to the side for a second, how do the networks work together um, to kind of champion DNI on a day to day? Um, yeah, so they're they're really connected. We have diversity and inclusion. Uh, reps who are involved in each network and who are aware of what's going on in the in the other networks to kind of connect them. We have a shared DNI calendar so we can kind of support each other at each other's events. Um, and you know, there's there's sort of like matching roles within the network. So I think it's quite common for people to also like reach out informally. Um, like you know, for example, for Black History Month, we are. Um, we're having a panel discussion about a documentary about uh, Polly Murray, um, who is a gender non-conforming uh, black attorney who uh, influenced, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Thurgood Marshall. Um, like this very cool documentary on Amazon Prime. I would encourage everyone to watch. But, um, you know, for that event, uh, you know, I reached out to my f- friends in Spectrum and, um, you know, was kind of trying to figure out who should be on the panel. And um, so, so yeah, very, very connected. And obviously there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of interconnected issues and a lot of ways that we can kind of help and support each other. So we do. That sounds great. And I'm looking forward to attending that event. Um, And speaking kind of of Black History Month, we have an entire month full of programming. Are you able to give us any sneak peeks or insights into what what we have to um, enjoy this month? Yeah, so um, we have had already and continue to have a lot going on. And um, uh, Dave Koshik, who is a member of the executive committee, sent out uh, on the 31st of January, an email to um, to everyone in, in the U.S., um, you know, detailing all the different programs that we have and encouraging everyone to join, which is great. You know, we've already had a ton of events. Our D.C. office has had their event. Um, we had a Miami, an event in Miami partnering with the Caribbean Bar Association about health and wellness. Um, we have an event on February 17th um, about African-American astronauts and aviators, um, which is, we're going to have like the first black space shuttle commander 
which is very exciting. Um, which I am so excited about yeah, in general, yeah. just because everything about space is amazing. And I hope that you I know. can just ask them all of the questions and they yeah. won't turn off my question box. Um, <laughs> that program is amazing. I'm looking forward to it later this week. Um, yeah, I'm excited to IP Laura. I'm nerding out, but, um, the, and then we have the Polymary event on the 22nd of February, um, which we're, we're also really excited about. And that's an event with, um, with a client with Barclays. Um, so it's been really fun collaborating with the DNI team at Barclays to put that event on together. That sounds great. Um, and I think it's just, it's so wonderful to be able to have, um, the resources and tools to put on fun and engaging, um, you know, programming that I think captures the audience um, immediately, which is what you want. Um, but even more important is just the content of the programs, right? Um, and the fact that we can have these speakers, you know, speak to us and engage with us and to learn from, um, and, you know, not just for this month specifically, obviously our programming is just five out of five stars for the month, but just looking ahead to the year as well. I think it's, it's just so great um, to be able to capture, capture in a fun way, but in a knowledgeable and informative way. Um and I want to wrap up with you. I think it's been so, it's just so great, like I said earlier on, but you as a kind of younger associate, you know, being passionate about it, um, taking leadership roles, I think it's one of the really great things about White and Case where you're you're empowered to do so. Um, and it's like you said, it's kind of we're the future, right? Um, the folks that you're recruiting are the future of the firm, Um so with that being said, I'll have, I have one more question for you. Um, and it's really, what are you kind of most excited for looking forward to, um, for the future of BAN, um, and White and Case? I mean, I think now having been here a few years, what's really nice is like having kind of seen people through their trajectory, meeting them as, um, as law students on their campuses and seeing them kind of through recruiting and seeing them come as summer associates and full-time associates and kind of grow up at the firm is really um, it's really rewarding um, to have developed those relationships with younger attorneys uh, over a long time. Um, so yeah, just like excited to keep seeing that and, um, you know, really excited to see our summers come back in the fall and, um, and to see, you know, the, the people this summer that we were, you know, we talked to during OCI last year. So it's, yeah, it's, it's always fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I know I will be seeing you at least um, for the first of the two uh, programs that we were um, speaking about. Um, and then if not, probably on emails for recruiting. Um, but it's such a pleasure. Um, thank you for being here um, and talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. You can find out more about our work, our people, and the opportunities we offer at inside.whitecase.com and on our social media channels on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. On the Record is for you, our listeners, so we want to hear from you. Email your thoughts, questions, and topic ideas to us at the address in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out on our next episode.